thrilling, exciting. It's been a long week, or is it just me? It has been the longest week. It's been the longest week possible, honestly. It's just been, it's been long enough, that's for sure. Randy Whitehouse is here from the Sun Journal. Uh, How much, okay, did you watch more of Ravens Bears last night or Red Sox Yankees? (laughs) Didn't even peruse Ravens Bears for even a split second. Um, Watched uh, watched the Red Sox and, yeah, enjoyed it after what? The second inning or so, uh, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't the best start in the world, but uh, that that uh, vaunted Yankee pitching came through as it always does. They seem like an absolute fraud to me. That bullpen, just just a fraudulent bullpen. Yeah, I agree. I just you know I I didn't even you know before they made the moves, uh, you know Britain and so forth. I I just didn't see. You know that it was the kind of bullpen that could carry you through a postseason. You know, he could have a, a dominant stretch. I mean, you know, those guys have all uh, had had you know uh, pretty pretty good uh, seasons, even. But I just don't see uh, the consistency. I don't see uh, really a lot of guys who mentally are are really all that strong in, in tough situations. I mean. I remember when there were rumors of the Red Sox picking up Robertson. I think it was last year. I I wanted no part of him. I watched him with the the White Sox, and he stunk in Chicago with no pressure on him. He wasn't going to be any good, you know, in, in the heat of the pennant race. Um, I mean, we've talked about the Kansas before, and, and what a head case he is, and and Chapman. Um, you know, he's you know obviously. Uh, overpowering at times, but at other times either can't find the plate or, or you know, physically has some problems. Um, you know, and Brent's not, you know, he's been a very good reliever in the past. He's not having a very good year this year. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand, you know, that they want to lean heavily on their bullpen. They didn't have a lot to choose from in the starting lineup. Uh, in terms of starting rotation, you know, as far as uh, late acquisitions, but uh, you know, I, I just don't see it being uh, good enough to, to get them through the postseason. Sorry. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't know about that. There's nothing right now. Aaron Boone looks completely. He's got that John Farrell glazed over look on his face, like he just has no idea what he wants to do next. Joe Girardi looked pretty good in comparison. Oh. Seriously, looking at him, I keep thinking. Does he even know what a two for one switch is? Because I don't. I, I, don't I mean, see honestly, it. it's it's really funny because um, they're very similar. You know what I mean? You know, Bloody and Boone. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities there, and the things that I hated about Girardi are the things that drive me nuts about Boone. There's just no in game fire. There's no. There's nothing. You know what I mean? It's just, there's just no, you see no emotion. There's no anything. The only thing I've ever seen from Boone is, is him getting mad about, about balls and strikes, but not mad enough to really make a difference. You know what I mean? Just mad enough to make him look whiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I mean, from when he was a player, he seemed like a pretty mild-mannered guy. You know, he wasn't going to be someone that was going to, you know, yell and scream and throw bases and get himself from a game to, to ignite the team or anything. Um, 
you know, I'm sure the Yankees knew that. And I assume that's what they wanted. Well, I don't know. Maybe they wanted just Mendoza, and they just interviewed the wrong person. I have no idea. You know, at this point, if they wanted to do it all over again, <sighs> I would I would totally take uh, just Mendoza. You know what? I'd also be okay if, if just Mendoza wanted to have A-Rod as the, uh, as the bench uh, coach. Yeah. I would totally be okay with that, too. And then I'd also be okay with vice versa. A-Rod manages... And then Jess Mendoza does the uh, does the uh, does the uh, the bench coach like either either one like I I don't care. I really hope A Rod does manage someday because I I think it'd be very interesting. I I think he could potentially be a very good manager to be honest with you. Yes, I think I think he really knows the game. It's just a question of whether you know he could keep his own ego in check and you know uh, let his players be the stars. I don't know if he'd be willing to do that, but I think he could. I think he could be a pretty good manager. No, I was just, I've been thinking about that for a while too. Like, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed You'd to it. You'd take almost anybody right now. Who are you kidding? Yeah, I, I, I you're 100% right. Who you, got, who you got managing in the minor leagues? Anybody? Yeah, Come on. I don't know. Al Padrique, maybe? Bring up old Al? I don't know. So I want to know, Randy, will they start for Luis Severino tonight? Will I they that. replace Boone during the year? What do you think? Are they going to give him the full no, year? No, they'll give him the full year. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna fire him now. I I can't see that happening. Especially, I mean, they're they're obviously gearing towards the postseason right now. I think they've pretty much conceded the division. Uh, you know, and unless they're you know totally take a total spiral in the next month or so, where you know they're in danger of losing the wild card, I I doubt they're gonna make a change now. Will the Patriots do anything special today for Tom Brady's 41st birthday? Yeah, we'll have a couple of things here, says Bill Belichick. What? I thought the Patriots didn't have fun. Yeah, giant cakes now, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, get a little avocado ice cream to go with it, and uh, I'm sure, you know, TV 12 will be very happy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really never bought into the narrative of, you know, players don't have fun here and all that BS. I mean, all you gotta do is look at the sources of where that type of information was coming from. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's not uh, you know, it's not a country club there or anything. It's not uh, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't design his practice plan every day to you know to try to figure out the best way to get the most fun out of it. That's not what it's about. But uh, you know, it's not like it's a freaking gulag there either. Yeah, they 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 are able to to loosen up, and, and uh, you know, I think one of the things that he doesn't get enough, that Belichick doesn't get enough credit for is, you know, keeping them on an even plane, on an even level through the ups and downs of a season. They don't get too high if they win. They don't go nuts if they win, but they also don't freak out if they lose. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a tough balance in accidents. I think one of the things that he's a genius with is, you know, just how he manages the team's, you know, mentality and, and how, you know, how he manages them emotionally over the course of the season. How about the, the story uh, about the book that's coming out that <clears throat> about the flight gate? Has anybody seen that story? They, yeah, I've, I've, seen, uh, I've seen bits and pieces, like, about, you know, about Brady being upset about Kraft's press conference at the Super Bowl, about how they weren't going to challenge the NFL on Deflategate, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of shocking things 
so well, far that I've seen. I thought the um, piece where they said uh, the commissioner came to Brady and he said, look, and this is interesting because they already say that he's guilty, right? That if you stand up and say you didn't know anything about it and you throw those two equipment guys under the bus, he didn't say it that way, of course, and we'll fine you a million dollars and that's it, we're done. And Brady said, no, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus and I'm not admitting anything. So I, I hadn't seen that. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's I, extortion, that's, for goodness sakes. Yeah. That's that's not that's not surprising. That that's right out of Roger Goodell's. Oh yeah, book. yeah. That's, Makes that's, him look like a small time league, doesn't it? I mean, that's uh, extortion well, for God's sake. It's sakes. A, they got a small time commissioner, so <laughs> it, you know, he, he's uh, if they're paying forty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a gig! I could do that job for forty million, no problem. <laughs> I could do it for. Ten percent of that. Yeah, that's right. Be happy as hell. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine at probably about forty-five, fifty grand. You know, <laughs> thank you. Whatever, be fine. Go to any game you want. Maybe Come reimburse on. my expenses. Oh yeah, know. there we go. Either, either or in that situation. You know, you won't it, have to worry about me showing up at Gillette for the uh, banners raising. Right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Wouldn't have to worry about that at all. Um, speaking of things, uh, uh, speaking of things that people worried about this week, uh, pitch counts were a big worry this week what uh what do you make of all this i just heard a huge sigh from you like you're you're about ready to unload <laughs> uh yeah yeah i think i am um first of all i, I want to say you know kudos to adam robinson from our fine paper the sun journal uh the kid who did a great job on uh not only that story but his legion coverage all week and uh you know like you know who couldn't see this coming from a mile away, and you know it, it, it's a prime example of why Legion baseball is going to die in this state, and it's going to die sooner rather than later. Uh, it's uh, you know we we see the stories about how you know uh, <clears throat> Legion's dying, and, and people are blaming it on the kids. They don't want to commit. They don't have the time. They're doing other things. Uh, you know, I think the commitment from from the people at the state legion level has been very subpar for a long time. Uh, if it wasn't for guys like Shane Slicer and uh, Dave Jordan and people like that, uh, legion would already be dead. Uh, it's it's the coaches who, especially in, in Zone Two, who have been keeping it going for the last few years. So, with that in mind, uh, you know this. This whole thing could have been resolved if, if they just, you know, agreed to, to look at those books. You know, I, I know there's, there's some uh, concerns about, for example, the Yankee Ford book from that game, from the game in question. Uh, but the numbers lined up and they agreed. Now, they have their official pitch count is being done by someone who has multiple other duties and who... I was there on Sunday. I covered two games on Sunday. I know for a fact that he misses pitches. And I don't blame him because he's doing 100 things at once. He's doing the scoreboard. He's doing the PA. He's the official scorer. He's sending out post-game reports. He's, doing, he's tweeting. He's you know, kind of the communications liaison up in the, up in the, uh, up in the press box. He, when I wasn't there, he was completely alone in the press box. Uh, doing all that by himself with no help. Uh, but I know that he missed pitches. And like I said, I don't blame him. Uh, 
but I think Shane's overall point was you're you're having the, the fortunes of these teams resting in the hand of someone who's basically overworked when when you guys could just as easily have you know why don't one of the, the zone commissioners or one of the state legion officials will volunteer to to keep the pitch count. Why can't they rotate these guys through? There's a bunch of guys sitting down the first baseline by a picnic table all day, not doing anything. Why can't one of those guys go up in the booth and count pitches for them? They can find a neutral party to do that. If you can't do that, then have the teams do it like they did it all season, like they do in high school all season until the NPA gets involved. They keep the official pitch count. And I've seen very few disputes over the last two years since they implemented that pitch count. Uh, with the teams involved, most of the most of the pitch count disputes that I've seen have been when there have been a third party involved. So you can see this this coming a mile away. I don't blame Shane for doing what he did. Uh, you know, uh, uh, someone was was questioning uh, who's our friend TV Travis Barrett was questioning, you know, uh, about him him saying that uh, that he didn't know he didn't know about the the pitch count numbers from the official pitch count numbers. Now, when I was there on Sunday, the, the PA guy, Sean Stackhouse, was announcing the numbers after each half inning. Uh, I'd assume that he was doing that on Saturday as well, but he wasn't, according to Adam. I, I talked to Adam last night, and Robinson told me that he was, you know, he was at the game Saturday and that he wasn't making those announcements every half inning. So, yeah, Shane didn't know, apparently, and, and so I can understand his frustration on this. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, in a couple of years, when there's no more Legion baseball, and you know Bessie Moores is merged into the Wooden Bat League down south, or they've signed their own thing up here, uh, we're going to look back on on that as basically being the death rattle of Legion baseball in this state. Now, Randy, yesterday uh, Ryan Palmer was in. He said actually the Junior Legion is actually reasonably strong. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's grown tremendously the last few years. And it's because they've devoted a lot of their time and resources to that. And the coaches have also been heavily involved in that. And, you know, they've, they've wanted to develop that kind of foundation in hopes to keep Senior Legion alive. It's not working, unfortunately. But, yeah, he's right. Junior Legion's doing very well. Rod Stevens, who's the Zone 2 Senior Commissioner, uh, you know, pretty much oversees that, has overseen that the last few years. That's another thing. There's been some continuity there. There's been a lot less continuity of the senior legion level from the state level down, down to the zones. There's there's just not any kind of leadership or any kind of continuity to, to you know maintain what strength they have. Uh, but they have devoted a lot of that to the junior legion program, and it's done well. But I just I, you know, regardless of how well junior legion is doing, if they don't make some drastic drastic changes for senior legion and make a more clear and an obvious commitment to it, it it's not going to survive. What it, the, so in this situation too, I guess uh, uh, one of the zone commissioners resigned and another one supported Slicer and then another guy went into it? Like, I, I don't... Yeah. What was the process here? Well, I, I guess uh, Al Livingston was the guy who resigned, and he was an assistant coach for Yankee Ford, so I think that might have had something to do with it, in, in addition to being his own commissioner. And he's been around, you know, he's one of those guys that has been involved in Legion Baseball forever. 
Um, you know, I, I just, I think, you know, they, 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 like I said, they knew, they had to know that this was coming. And so they made a plan to CYA when it did come. And, and basically their, their plan was, we have an official pitch count keeper and what he said goes. You know, never mind whether his numbers are or can be accurate. We'll, we'll just go with his word. He's a, a neutral third party, and that's that's the law. That's the end of it. Um, you know, they. I don't think they... I can't believe they didn't see the flaws in that. Uh, I just don't think they cared. I, I don't think they, they gave a damn enough to have uh, someone do that job as well as it could be done. Uh, and like I said, I, I don't blame Sean. He's doing a million things. Keeping track of the pitches for four games in a, on a hot day in a hot press box isn't the easiest thing to do. I've, I've had trouble keeping track of pitches doing a single game, you know, in, in April or May. Uh, doing it for four games on, on a hot August day, uh, you know, isn't the easiest thing in the world to do, but uh, the state legion folks should have known that that was coming, and I'm pretty sure they did. Talking with Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal and SunJournal.com. Yeah, no, that was really the the that was a lot of it for me. It was just the fact that you know once once it's obviously been established that the procedure is broken, and then you don't publicly acknowledge or say. And basically, when you lean on the excuse of, well, if we don't use the official book, it's chaos. That's my favorite. That's my, you know, dogs and cats living together, you know, sky falling, thunder and lightning. You know, if the other thing is, too, if this thing is video stream, which everybody has nowadays, you know, it's not like we needed to just send people out there with passenger pigeon. You know, we could have gone back to the tape. Somebody could have watched that game in, in a little bit and been like, okay, how many pitches were there? Right. I mean, you just go to the replay if it, it's yeah. really that sort of... I mean, it's not like we don't have that technology nowadays, but there was no plan for that either. Nobody was asked to do it, and, you know, it's just... I don't get it. I don't yeah. I, I don't get why you would set yourself up for this when, you know, you've really... You've managed everything else well. Like, I just... I don't ever remember a, a... You know, say what you will about NPA tournaments, but I don't ever remember a state basketball game, somebody working the scorebook and then running the clock and, and everything else as well. Like, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's just kind of indicative of how it's been. I would say for the last decade or so, just uh, you know, it's it's been the coaches who have been propping propping Legion baseball up, and no one wants to see it succeed more than the coaches do. Uh, it's it's a great development uh, tool for them. It's a great way for them to get younger players to buy into their program. It's a great way for them to have older players uh, improve and, and kind of pass down what they've learned to the younger players and serve as an example going forward. I mean, you know, how great, how great is it that you can get a college kid, kid who has a year of college baseball under his belt, to play with, you know, a, a freshman or a sophomore or junior in high school? Uh, you don't get that opportunity very often. Coaches... Uh, it's a unique situation for them, and they want they want to be able to to utilize that. And you know, uh, the state state legion folks have just been you know whatever. You know, come see us at the end of the year. We'll we'll find a place to host the tournament and collect gate receipts. Uh, that's that's pretty much been the attitude the last few years. 
Randy Whitehouse for the Sun Journal. Yeah, I think you you touched on that pretty well. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Nailed that. Chance Adams will be making his major league debut tomorrow at Fenway Park. No pressure. I, yeah, I was wondering what they were going to do when uh, Sessa came in. Yeah. They're going to bring Sonny back. You know, I have Sonny pitch. I was hoping it'd be Sonny. Nope. I, I'm sure Sonny will be the first man out of the bullpen, though, if need be, because I assume the bullpen's going to get crushed tonight because I'm not expecting much from Severino. Well, hey, Lord, man, I, I looked up the scoreboard and saw 3 nothing last night, you know, in the first inning, and I'm like, uh, it's Price pitching tonight? Uh, I, I, you know, realized it was Johnson pitching. So, you know, you still, there's still some hope. You still got David Price start coming up. You don't have, you don't have to worry about Chris Sale. So, you know, hold out, hold out a little bit, at least. I don't know. I just... Hey, I, hey, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, and, and, you know, it's been kind of going around, this uh, Jackie Bradley is Marcus Smart comparison. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah, I don't really agree. <laughs> okay, or why, don't, why don't you agree? I, I like Jackie Bradley. I love Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, so I admit I'm a little bit biased here, but I don't think he affects the game in as many ways as Marcus Smart can. Marcus Smart can have a crappy game shooting, which he usually does, but he can still do things offensively to really help you out. Jackie needs to be able to get on base to help you out offensively. He's, you know, he's great on the base, but well, he's good on the base pass. There's no Red Sox who's great on the base pass. But, you know, he, he can make some things happen when he gets on base, whereas Marcus Smart can make a lot of things happen even if he's not not making any shots. You know, I would have said not taking any shots, but we know that's that's not realistic. But if he's not making any shots, he can make a lot of things happen offensively, getting offensive rebounds, you know, setting screens, keeping the ball alive, getting the loose balls, that kind of thing. Whereas Jackie Bradley, if he's not... You know, if he's going through one of those 0 for 64 stretches, he's of no use for them offensively. Defensively, yes, the comparison is that. They're both tremendous defensive players who can make tremendous uh, game-changing plays and also, you know, give the, the team a spark, give the team a bit of an energy boost. I just don't think Jackie offers as much on the offensive side when he's off as Marcus Mark can offer when he's not on. I, I agree with you, um, but I think in baseball, there's only so much that you can offer if you're not hitting. You know what I mean? But I think Bradley, defensively, you know, arm-wise, I think he does enough out there. Of course, those amazing catches are usually, you know, are, are quite a bit. I think he's pretty good on the base paths most of the time when he's not doing something boneheaded, but he's got good athletic ability. Yeah. But I think it's it's more so that they... They go, and I made that comparison not so much from a from a player comparison, but more so from a, as Marcus Smart goes, so go the Celtics. Whereas, as Jackie Bradley Jr. goes, so go the Red Sox. Because when Jackie Bradley Jr. is contributing, they are unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Pure, and yeah. I, I, the, the record with him... Doing anything, yeah, scoring a run, getting sneezing. a walk, yeah, sneezing like whatever it is, it's like 37 and one or whatever. And those aren't like manipulative numbers, it's like when he gets one RBI, they've only lost three games or something, you know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous yeah. stuff. So, to me, I think he's the key if he can stay moderately productive, 
if he can keep his bat above water and he can avoid the the long Brett Gardner slump, as I like to call it, where you're going into a you know a, a two for 120, and he can still manage to to keep going through the through the rest of the time, he'd be okay. He's gonna be he's gonna be a Dexter Fowler, Jason Hayward type that goes and signs somewhere. I wouldn't be shocked if next year he hit like 275 with like 30 homers and had a year. You know, he's not far away from free agency. He's going to have a hell of a contract year when it gets to be that time. You know what I mean? You can just tell that he has that in him as a player to have that one big contract year, that Jacoby Ellsburyan type year. You know what I mean? Well, you are never going to get over that. Uh, but they all have it. Like, no. guys, he's oh, just he's the latest tell. one. Oh, you, know, you can it, tell. It, Look at Edwin Encarnacion. Same thing. What has he been doing for the Indians outside of get, being on the DL? Not much. You know, so you you have guys like that all over the league, and you can see it. You see it in the NBA. You see it in the Major League Baseball. You see it in, in the NFL. Our first year with Porcello. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he could have, you know, remember that stretchy, you know, month, six-week stretch he had a couple of years ago where he just was on fire and, you know, made his numbers for the entire season look at least serviceable. So he doesn't even need to do it for an entire season or a for a second half, you can do it for a couple months. We want him to do it in September, October, November. Yeah. That's when we want him. Oh, uh, that's when we need him to do it for sure. And I mean, you know, I'm hoping that you know all the stories I'm hearing about, like you know Martinez, JD Martinez, and all the the positive influence that he's had on the hitters on that team in terms of their approach and just how they how they uh, how they do things mentally at the plate. I'm hoping that, you know, that makes a big difference in the postseason, too. I think once a couple guys get going, you know, especially if it's the big guys, if it's Mookie, if it's J.D., you know, once those guys get going, maybe even if, you know, like a Stephen Pierce has a, you know, a three-home run game, that's unrealistic to ask for, but if he has a three-home run game in game one, you know, that that can be something, you know, kind of a uh, a rising tide lifts all, all boats kind of thing. Because uh, I, you know, I think it's mental as much as anything. If, if somebody can kind of take some of the pressure off some of those other guys, it, you know, it might be a perfect storm coming. Who knows? The uh, the other thing I, I see here, you know, when you when you when you're talking about that with Red Sox Yankees, even after this, because it's really it's not like you get a break and you have to go play the Indians and and the and the Astros before you play the Yankees. The way it's pretty much shaken out right now. You know, the Yankees will be the wild card. The Red Sox are going to have the best record. So it's going to be Yankee. If the Yankees win that one wild card game, even if they make that wild card game, which is really not even, you know, it's a possibility that doesn't happen right now, they will be, uh, you know, they'll be doing a, a three to five game series. And then you have to move on and probably face Cleveland. That to me, the, the Cleveland Boston ALCS is just going to be a thing of beauty as long as everybody's pretty healthy because. You know, Francona. It's going to be a. It's going to be Cora versus Francona in a seven-game series because I think both rosters are, are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I love uh, Cleveland's bullpen. I think you know it's the best bullpen in the American League, at least among the among the contenders. And uh, you know, I, I think Francona's the best manager in baseball, in my opinion. And he loves clearly sticking it to the Red Sox. Uh, and, you know, I mean, they've got some guys, uh, Ramirez, uh, Lindor, you know, there's some, there's some pretty damn good players on that team as we found out, you know, last, well, two years ago. Uh, so, you know, I, 
I think a, a Cleveland Boston series would be tough. Uh, a Boston Houston series would be would be really good. Um, I don't I don't think a, a Yankees Boston series, whether it's you know first or second round, whatever. I, I don't think that would be particularly competitive. But maybe I'm just saying that because we just put up 15 runs on you. <laughs> you know, especially if Severino doesn't come around. Uh, Yankees are, are are in big time trouble. I don't care how good uh, Tanaka is. I don't care how good CC is. Uh, they need Severino to to lead that staff. Hats uh, hats a good pickup if he you know can stay away from foot and hoof and mouth disease or whatever. It is. I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't understand any. Unbelievable. Of it. I don't know how people get that. I just don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine recently whose daycare was closed because of it, and they like had to go through and clean out the whole place. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on with this, but wash your hands, people. Just wash your hands. Just start off with washing your hands and go from there. Don't send your kids to the same daycare as Noah Syndergaard does. Just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I like the hat pickup for them. But you know, Lance Lynn, I think. You know, he's on the, hey, welcome to the American League tour for, you know, every National League pitcher goes through uh, in the first year in the American League. So I don't think they're going to get much of anything out of him. But, uh, yeah, their, their pitching is is a mess. It's, uh, frankly, even worse than, than I thought it would be at this point this year. I, I thought the Red Sox pitching would give them the overall advantage, but I didn't think there would be this much of a this much of a gap since, uh you know, especially since the All-Star break. I'm, I'm pretty shocked by that. His name is Randy Whitehouse. You can follow him on Twitter, RawMaterial33. You can catch him in the Sun Journal or online at sunjournal.com. Randy, talk to you talk to you next week, my friend. Good talking with you guys. Again. Thank you. See ya. See ya. That's Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal. We'll take a break. We'll have more on the way. Beelis Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBA Radio Network. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. 
Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800- 800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Once a year, they come out of hiding for a weekend of high-quality events, food, and music. That's right, folks. It's the 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival, Thursday, August 2nd through Sunday, August 5th. Bring your family. Enjoy free camping for four days, a pig roast, and other delicious food. Participate in fun games redneck style, like bobbing for pig's feet, toilet seat horseshoes, tire beer trot, wife carrying, and more. Enjoy live music every night with 10 bands including Twice Shy, Stolen Mojo, and Ragged Jack. This year, we salute and honor our veterans. Bring two or more non-perishable items and receive $5 off your ticket at the gate. Weekend passes are $60 per person and $30 for a day pass. The Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival is a proud sponsor of the Lewiston Vet Center Family Day. And as a thank you, they'll enjoy the pig roast on us. An event like no other. The 8th Annual Redneck Blank Pig Roast and Music Festival. 